Remember my first voice? Change my intro topic. Change my intro topic. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, Weekly Games Chat. As a matter of fact, it's episode 380. Is that right? 80? 87? Lord. Uh, yeah, we are, uh, we're all here today, as you can hear. I come in chuckling. Uh, John, you heard John's voice, so we'll get to his proper welcome back soon. And the man hold it together like glue. Uh, is your boy Chris, so he's here too. This is the intro section of our show. I, I Sometimes I forget to say that. This also is the greatest podcast about video games ever in the world. Okay? All right? Uh, if you're following along, you can watch us live on twitch.tv. You can just search Weekly Games Chat. You'll see us there, and you can hang out and have fun with us. Uh, but let's get these proper intros out of the way. Once again, my name's Sean, and let's go to John. We haven't had to do that in a while, Chris, so let's welcome him to the show officially. John, if you want to share what we're chuckling about, you can. It's on you. Before I do that, question. Yes. What's the name of the show again? Weekly Games Chat. Okay. <laughs> He's getting his pen. He clicked it. And and um, what your 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 name's Sean. My name is Sean. You're John. Who's that guy? I'm, Who's that other guy? That's Chris. At this point, is, I'm, a, is Chris with a K? K R I S. At this point, so, I'm convinced he doesn't exist anymore, and this is just an AI. Yeah. So, so Sean, ladies and gentlemen, Sean was getting uh, excited about something during the intro music. He was, he was, he was getting excited about my brand new hoodie. Yes. And for the record, I want everybody to know: number one, it's not a hoodie. Number two, it's a Hanes sweatshirt. Yes. But this Gotham Knights logo thing was strategically placed right there. And Sean looked at it with his old man eyes. He oh, needs, I got excited. He needs, he needs progressive lenses. <laughs> and think, he was like mouthing to me, hey, I like your hoodie. I like, I love your hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, huh? You were so confused. You're like, You're wait, like, what? This thing? <laughs> Oh, but uh, I have uh, I have exhausted my PTO, so I had to come back to the show <laughs> and sit with these clowns. Well, we we reminded you you actually you didn't need to take FMLA today. <laughs> Did I, I said FMLA. Yeah, that was funny. It was good stuff. <laughs> uh, but we are very happy to have you back. It, it adds just a whole other layer, you know. Well, uh, I, the reason I didn't come back is sooner than than usual is because is I just I was listening to the holiday music special and I don't know how you ended up on the show. <laughs> I gotta explain that, but it pissed me off, and I was like, "I'm done." He's done. I don't get. Well, I'm done. He explained. Well, first of all, I was hanging out with him all the time, and I for years I've been saying. This was kind of more pre-COVID, if if I'm saying this right, Chris. I was like, we should record a just a soundbite for you to put in. And to Chris, he's like, why don't why don't we don't do that? <laughs> That's a lot of extra work. <laughs> this year, I was just like, I'd really like to say, you know, thank you to the fans and stuff. And one night, Chris was like, hey, do you want to do it? If so, I'm at a point where I can get you on. And I was like, yeah. So I think all you got to do is be vocal to them and say you want to hop no, on there. I, well, I mean, it just seemed like the entire show that episode good job by the way chris was Thank just you. like some sort of weird show against me 
No, it was. And the uh, reason, hold on. The reason I say this is because I've never in my life, I've known this man, I've known Chris for almost 20 years. And in that time, he has never called me Jonathan. Did he call and you he, Jonathan? He, on he the called show? me Jonathan on oh, the show. No. I'm like, Jonathan wants <laughs> this song. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> I just can't win. It was a, it was bizarre. Oh, it was no. it was um I think Chris, I think it was when you uh you were about to play the one from <laughs> Callisto for me mm-hmm. that I that I requested. And I'm like, why is he calling me Jonathan? What's going on? What did I do to this guy? <laughs> uh I believe on your profile, uh your Facebook profile, it does not say John, it says Jonathan. I know that, Chris, but you never have in your entire life. You're too lazy to use three syllables. You can't do it. You want I'm, one. I was being what you call professional. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. But no, the reason Sean got on was that you had suggestions for music. And Sean was like, but what about me? And then I was like, oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, fine, fine. You can come on the show. Shut up. Get in here. Well, and, and, and Chris and I, and this is not a shot, John. Okay. Mm-hmm gonna maybe sound like one but you're, you're better friends i get it totally no we just like music and you hate music it's like? true that's what chris told me a long time ago remember i ruined we, it for you he also mm-hmm. said i hate you yes i still <laughs> do worry about that you do, no. do <laughs> you haven't he, uh, been here and we all know it's not because of me <laughs> yeah we just have this uh i don't know how to say it this link up when it comes to what's jamming in music and video games he'll send me songs from games he knows i'm not gonna play and Stuff like that. He'll show me cool stuff. And yeah, I was kind of like, man, I just, I want to say some things. Maybe we should make make it a thing. I think, I think in a sense, uh, you're right about the whole music thing, because as good as I know, objectively, Chris did this year and every year with the music spectacular. There's just some music that he puts on there that I'm like, what is this crap? (laughs) And it has nothing to do with this. It has everything to do with the fact that, like you said, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a big, big music guy. You know, it's not cool when you're talking about Chris. There's a lag switch on you. There's a lag on you too. So, oh no, Chris, don't panic. Let it lag. Let it play out, Chris. This is the intro of the show. We have, <laughs> we have primo interwebs okay and yes <laughs> oh no hey guess what they Did told it- me not to panic uh it went really back <laughs> bad but now we're back sean now we're back why don't you hurry the F up before things fall apart? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like I said, we are in the intro and we were kind of having fun there. And it's not to say we're about to not have fun, but we also like to bring some things up for the intro for the week. Uh, and I'm going to start it this week because why not? And I want to say playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, the playoffs. We we rare, we rarely talk about the NFL. Uh, part of that usually is uh, our teams aren't doing good in it. Um, I think, but also who knows, but th- I had nothing else. I really wanted to talk about and, and we had some good playoff games. Uh, and the reason I want to bring it up largely is because of the, uh, the game last night between the Cowboys and bucks. It may have been Tom Brady's last game ever. And always remember if you ever get into a trivia, 
if it was his last game, his last pass was an incomplete pass. So there is that. And he also had a field goal kicker for the Dallas Cowboys who missed not one, not two, not three, but four extra points. Four. Uh, and the interweb seem to be going off on that. But it looks like our next, uh, the divisional playoffs are going to start. And it's anybody's, you know, that's what's great about the NFL. It's anybody's game. Lucky for me, I'm in the playoffs. My team's the Niners. And uh, hopefully I can beat, our team can beat Chris's hated rival, the Cowboys. Chris seems to think so. I feel pretty confident the way you guys have played for like the last seven weeks. If Brock Purdy yeah. is your quarterback and you're still putting up <laughs> 35 to 40 points, you've got my vote. John, um, before we dip into what you think about the NFL, did, I did want to on-air congratulate your team, the Bulldogs, for winning two back-to-back national champions. We were very happy for you. What did I uh, miss? Did that oh happen? my, Yeah. You're not going to have Stetson Bennett anymore. He's he, He's like 48 years old. And he's gonna move on now. I saw a uh, <laughs> I saw a TikTok today. It said, "Fun fact: uh, until last year, there had never been a forty year old to play a playoff game or something <laughs> like that, and or win a championship." And it's like, and now in the last two years, Tom Brady and Stetson Bennett have each won a championship. Yeah. Well, the question the question for Stetson Bennett remains: Does he bu- does he start his own car dealership or buy one? And so good that's point. Just put That's it in Athens. He'll put it in Athens. He's golden. He's, he's set for life. Yeah. He's already he's already, I think, worth five million dollars. That's legit. So uh, yeah. on the of, <laughs> don't. Yeah, he's got Verbo commercials. They tri- there's one commercial. This is a squirrel moment where Tim Tebow's in the Verbo commercial. He's grilling. And then they're like, Hey, you wanna play some football, Tim Tebow? And he puts like a mini juke on the guy while looking like a Mack truck. It's like, yeah, I'd play flag football with Tim Tebow. No, no, I wouldn't. But, but there, I do want to send out some thoughts and prayers for the uh, Georgia-Athens community. Of course, some news came out that uh, one of your players, I think it was a lineman, was killed in a crash along with a player. Uh, was was she a recruiter? I don't know her official she title. She was a graduate. Guys they just sent- called her a staff member. Staff member, they died unexpectedly. Horrible accident. So thoughts and prayers, at least from me. I'm sure from you guys, too. Uh, from the show uh, to that to the Georgia to Bulldog family, uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, but go Niners! We're we're still in this thing. Uh, yeah, that's happening. NFL playoffs. I very rarely get excited about them, but I'm kind of excited about them now. I'm excited uh, to watch uh, what you call it this weekend. Watch old uh, Trevor Lawrence take on. Moms. Yeah, that was another story, Chris. Yeah, John, yeah. if you saw that, John. Uh, Chris, you want to highlight what happened in that game? John Trevor Lawrence, do you know who he is? Yes. Uh, just just want to emphasize, uh, these guys are talking about football more than they've ever talked about it in 2022. <laughs> we had to dodge the whole and season. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was one of the quarterbacks that beat Alabama, right? Yes. Correct. And he's called a pretty boy. He played at Clemson, did beat Alabama. Uh, well, would have beat Georgia that year if they would have made it. He, but uh, would have beat, beat Georgia that year if he played them. He made yeah. the what was it the 2017 Atlanta Hawk or Atlanta Falcons look decent compared to what he was able to accomplish against the Los Angeles yeah. Chargers. He went yeah. down 27 to nothing on them and threw four picks in the process and went came back in the second half to throw four touchdowns and win the game 31 to 30. Yeah. 
That was another crazy thing. Uh, this playoffs also had so far uh, DeMar Hamlin come back to Buffalo and see his team. He wasn't able to stay there for the game, but he was able to reconnect with his team. That story, of course, yeah. is an amazing story. So we hope that continues to be a good source of inspiration and promise. So, yeah, man, there's all kind of stories kind of forming right now, and it's good times. That was... Listen, this is a lead-in, ladies and gentlemen, because now we did talk about my excitement for the playoffs. There was playoffs. There was also some excitement for a TV show that was coming out. Yeah. And out of us three, Chris watched it first. I guess, uh, yeah. I watched it second, and I think we found out John has yet to watch it. So we're going to not obviously spoil anything, but Chris, uh, Last of Us, huh? Yeah. Um Fun fact, even knowing what happens at the beginning of The Last of Us and it being 10 years, that still hits just as well <laughs> 10 years later. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, first episode is out. If you haven't seen it yet on your HBO Maxes for your viewing pleasure, and I could tell you if you're a fan of the game, it seems like it's it's got the right tone. It's got... It feels like Last of Us. It looks like Last of Us. And honestly, the performances are, they're, they're just feeling really good. Of course, Pedro Pascal is always really good. But the one that kind of shocked me, um, I can't remember his name. It's the guy who's playing Tommy. Like, it, I was like, wow, that is Tommy from the game. Like, straight up. Even though it's a completely different actor, it reminded me just of him. Uh, I really liked uh, Anna Torvez as Tess, she did a solid job. Um, and, you know, I'm interested to see where we go next week. You're, the- you're saying the guy who plays Tommy is more Tommy than Chris Pratt is Mario? Yes. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Chris, that name is Gabriel Luna. Mm-hmm. Or Gabriel, not Gabriel, Gabriel Luna. Yeah. It was a nice That's little, like, name. flashback, too, because, you know, they did, like, you're like, oh, yeah, 2003 <clears throat> America. I remember that. We were alive then. We were adults uh yeah you know. so i like how they there, nice. there, there were subtle changes they've done in the show mm-hmm. uh subtle additions but there was one I, I out loud said what is this but it immediately paid off it, it did something you needed to have as a viewer uh it was yeah just just kudos all I, I cannot wait for the second third fourth fifth, whatever how many episodes and it was funny at the very end you know it says what's happening this season this is one of those shows because we have the source material in the game Chris and I kind of, when it gets to this one thing, we're like, we know what that is. <laughs> depression, depression, yeah. ooh, more depression. <laughs> Good stuff. So, John, I cannot wait for you to watch that show and talk to us about it as well. That's going to be some good stuff. But you probably didn't have time watching the show because apparently Chris called you. Oh, man. Yeah, he called me yesterday. And the thing about Chris, I don't know if you have this issue with Chris, and I say issue very loosely because it's not an issue per se, but when he calls you, it's FaceTime. (laughs) Yes. He has got to FaceTime you, (laughs) and every time he's on FaceTime, he has to make sure that I see Penny. He has to make sure. Well, because I I think think he... Yeah, never mind. I won't speak for him. (laughs) So... Uh, Chris, I've sort of, uh, based on what you were calling for, I think this is why you called. You wanted to ask me whether Callisto Protocol was worth buying on Steam for $47.99. And after seeing, and yesterday I told you no. I'm like, you might be disappointed at $47.99. But seeing 
seeing the sales are much much lower than anticipated why don't you go ahead and buy that because too late it's off sale now <laughs> say what it's off sale now it's oh is it no it's not really i thought it was i think it went on it, sale today at one but i could no be it's still it's still there i saw it today let me mm. see yeah it's still 47.99 on steam okay hmm. so <clears throat> anyway um so I'm I'm going to amend that since the sales for Callisto Protocol are a bit soft. But in addition to that, this the, the conversation sort of drifted towards building PCs. Oh yeah. Wait, is Chris buying another PC? No. You think God, this oh. would be this would be four in three years, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> And I was asking him about the, you know, the 4080. I kept calling it the 3080. Um, and I was telling him that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to getting getting a card paid off. And then I'm, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a few things. And you know how Chris, you know how you start yes. talking about your PC build and, <laughs> and, and, and how Chris is when it comes yes. to that. The reason I bring this up is because Chris was not that yesterday. I started talking to him about what I was thinking why I was thinking it. And he was like, that's pretty solid. That sounds like, a, yeah. So, so, you know, he, he, he's big on, he, he's not a big AMD guy when it comes to their cards. Right. They're, so they're I was talking, cards, I right. was talking about, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a 7,900 XT. We'll see. And the, one of the things I said to him was, and the reason I'm going that direction is because pretty, I mean, basically it's two to 300 bucks cheaper than the four eighties. Yep. And and you're not really getting that much of a difference. Understand ray tracing is not as as big on on those cards as but I don't really care about that. I, I just want I just want my frame rates, man. I want to run Valhalla at 60 frames <laughs> instead of 57 right. frames. Right. But um I was thinking once once maybe I pulled the trigger on all that stuff that maybe you guys both of you i'll buy you pizza we come you guys come over to the house have a nice big party have a pc building party and do i do i know what i'm doing no that's why it would be fantastic which is why we we are going to minimally tell you what to do (laughs) i i I know the gist of what to do i I mean I've, i've you know i've watched enough videos watch chris do it i mean i i get the gist of it okay hey chris save this clip and let's just put it on loop when he gets lost in panic because people are watching him put this PC together. <laughs> Boys! <laughs> It'll be fun to see him mount a uh, an air cooler. Right. Uh, guys, uh, what is a CPU? <laughs> what is it? Uh, oh, I, don't need, I don't need this thermal paste. <laughs> Me, so Mike and I were hanging out with Chris yesterday, and Chris was he was in a... I don't know if you were at this time. You could verify, Chris, that you were in a Rocket League tournament. Not at that point. Oh, not that at that point. Later. So Mike was thinking he might have been distracted from becoming a potential champion in Rocket League again. That's why he didn't have time to Google and fact check your purchases. No, I FaceTime. Um, <laughs> I FaceTime John whenever I call him because to get into his house is like getting into a secure compound. You know, you got to have like <laughs> triple clearance and access and all these things. And I'm just like, I just want to see John's face. I just backed up. My truck when I was over there. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 Sean, um I I put all this together on PC Part Picker. Great site, by the way. It is, it is. And really all I'm doing is replacing the card, the power the supply. Huh? The Picard. 
Did I say the, the card? It, it the sounded card, like it. The card, the power supply, and the uh, motherboard. So you're you're keeping your chip and your RAM and all that stuff. I'll uh, I might I'll I'll mess with that stuff later if I need to. Because yeah, I mean that's a big chunk of like a rebuild. Those mm. three things. <laughs> mm. Well, he doesn't yeah, have so. a choice. I think we said like he doesn't have a choice with the uh, with the power supply if you want no because the card, card yeah yeah but then like the other stuff i was like he was like well i want to have more features and i was like i know what he has because i think pretty sure he has a tomahawk is what i put in there um and i was like yeah that'd be good like if you you put that in there now you got like pci 4.0 so that's always good to have faster speeds so it's not a hard upgrade he isn't like going crazy to ddr5 like some pretentious friends we have that you know spend three hundred dollars on their ram he's just like hey you know i just want frame rates he just wants 60 fps and volume mm-hmm. that's all he wants yeah well, yeah man when, when you pull the trigger and make it happen you said pizza you know and or, that's... or whatever whatever no you guys... no no you said pizza <laughs> we've got it on lock <laughs> i want chipotle I'll buy you Chipotle, Chris. And Thank you. John will have pizza. Yeah. Speaking I'll of pretentious, you. right? <laughs> yeah, that's what we've been up to, John. Uh, it's honestly though, it is good to have you back. Safe travels and everything worked. For sure. Um, did you get oh. any barbecue over in Texas? No, I didn't. But I. But uh, fun fact: I managed to. Uh, it was in Dallas. I, I managed to sneak over to Dealey Plaza the last morning of the trip. Do not say back into the left, Chris. Do not say it. But uh Dealey Plaza is where Kennedy was assassinated. And it was it was amazing like stepping onto the knoll at like a wave of emotion just kind of Yes, I can imagine. You know. Uh Chris, it, he doesn't have emotion, but no. Back. But, uh, it was it, it was on it was on my it was kind of on my one of my items on my bucket list and ladies and gentlemen i have the most boring bucket list on the planet but uh yeah it's going to memphis to next just go through all the assassinations <laughs> it's crazy to know that a lot of our history changed right there That'd for sure incredible it's uh, yeah incredible but I'm glad, I'm glad you got to do that i did i don't know if chris told me or if you told us or if i was around when chris asked you i can't remember but you did mention that you were hoping you got a chance to do that you would have been kicking yourself if you didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've been yeah. kicking himself back and to the left, back to the Mods, left. can we ban this guy? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, you've uh, if you, if you're going to listen, if you've listened through this entire thing, you know that what's about to come up is our topic for this week. This was the intro. We appreciate you. Uh, shout out to the Twitch chat. You'll see us kind of switch gears. You'll see some logos change. And yeah, boys, we got anything else to add? Or are we good? Got a, a negative from Chris. John's just looking like John. It's classic. All good. All right, boys. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our official topic time. Now, listen, we're, if you just decided to scroll all the way to right now to start this, welcome. Come on in. It's good to have you. For those of you who listened to that entire intro, that was fun, huh? 
but we're all here together now. Let's make room for everybody. I'll shut up, you know, and we'll go ahead and let Chris do the thing he does and properly introduce this week's topic, Tam. The topic is the most anticipated games of 2023! Did you see him starting a lawnmower, John? That just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Now listen, you know with microphone effects, you don't have to talk as loud, and you can still have some nice, robust audio. Do you kind of turn it up a notch inside the apartment? Me? No. No, Chris. Like, do you turn your volume up? Do you talk loud, Chris, when you do that? Yeah, I guess, because I back away. <laughs> Every Tuesday at about, you know, five, wait, six, 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 21. They go, yeah, he's doing his podcast again. That guy's doing that thing. He's doing that thing. What's the thing I used to do, John, where I would see you go, chicka, 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 chicka. I can't remember. <laughs> uh that's funny but we uh so for the for this for this round of uh anticipated games literally right before this uh this part of the podcast is being recorded uh if you were if you were on twitch.tv you would have seen that chris did a random number generator we were all assigned a number and it's gonna you know that's how we're gonna go that's our order of operations here john is gonna go first and list his games i'll go second and chris will go third and let's see how many we kind of link up and are excited about together. Uh, we'd also love to hear if you guys are excited about some games coming up, you know, in future installments of this program. So without further ado, John, nothing. That's apparently your new name. Would you like to lead us off, sir? I, uh, nothing would thrill me more. <laughs> so I'm going to start off with my third, third, mind you, most anticipated game. And that game is. Bayonetta Origins. Just nice. kidding. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> dang it! We all know that was your favorite thing that you see in the past six months. Ooh. Oh, my dog farting. Dang. <laughs> Tucker, buddy, he might need to go out. Um, so my, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to, uh, and it's and it's close. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. Hogwarts Legacy. I would not have put this on my list last year, but they have done an amazing thing with this game, and they have really done a good job keeping gamers informed on it. They're showing it on a consistent basis. The more I see, the more I want to dive into this world. And I love the fact that they had the hindsight of separating it from the Harry Potter world Um, putting it like a hundred years prior to the, to the, to, to that whole thing. And so you really think you, you, it feels like you're really playing in something original. So that is my number three. I'm looking forward to this game immensely. And I think Chris, I think you were telling me yesterday, it's like the, the highest, um, number one best-selling game on steam currently. Yeah, let me see if that's still true today, but I mean, I I think, I think I'm going PS five for this, but, uh, yeah, I, just, I, uh, I want them. I want them trophies. And uh, and Sean, I mean, if you're playing this, let me yeah. know what platform you're playing it on. The we're gonna make 
going to make that happen. The only so. thing outselling it, which is not really a real thing right now, is uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive because it's a free-to-play game and they track all that. So I guess a lot of people, for whatever reason, are downloading uh, Counter-Strike right now. I don't know why. I, I'll have some thoughts and prayers potentially on Hogwarts Legacy, John. I do want to give you this nugget that will make you and I happy. The developer of this game is going to be Avalanche Software, right? We know that. I think you knew that. Yeah. So I looked to see what other games you and I would know that they made. John, they made Disney Infinity 2.0 and 3.0. And yeah. we love those games. Yeah, we do. Immensely. Yeah, I think back. Yeah. Well, they just announced that old uh, Simon Pegg is going to be the headmaster. And he's seemingly playing like kind of a Gilroy Lockhart type character. Kind of an airhead. So that'll be cool. Can't go wrong with Simon. Yeah, yeah, Pegg. yeah. He's he plays uh, Sirius Black's uh, great great grandfather or something like that. Yeah, I hope it's good. I'm really hoping they that gets nailed because that would be. Yeah, great. I'm with John. Like I said, I, I got more thoughts. I, it's the third time I've said that, but the the way they're doing this is very smart. John hit the nail on the head with that, uh, showing us things and giving us insight that we probably wouldn't have known. So mm-hmm. good. It's very solid number three, John. I, I can respect that decision immensely, sir. What's your Thanks. number two? <laughs> oh, we're doing this all to, all through. Yeah, buddy. Okay. This is your yeah. platform right now. <sighs> He's thinking. He doesn't know what his number two is. I, I know what my no, I know what my number two is. I just don't think it's my number two. And the reason it's not my number two is I'm not I'm no longer confident that it's coming out so um my number two is resident evil four really you're not confident huh i thought it was coming out i'm sorry sorry. let me let me say that again in case that was confusing what would have been my number two is no longer my number two because i'm not confident it's coming out So, so therefore the one i'm giving is uh resident evil four which means your real number two in hopes and dreams is metroid prime four no it's it's skull and bones. It oh, would have okay. been skull and bones. Okay. I am I'm I think I'm probably one of two people on the planet who's so ready for that game. I think it's amazing looking. I think it's cool. I want it so bad. I'm 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 redoing my PC for that game. <laughs> but I really don't think it's coming out this year. I think I, I think we won't see it until 2028. So, but Resident Evil 4, I mean it, you guys know this. I'm a Resident Evil freak of nature, uh, particularly with all the remasters and the new t- content. I mean, we're we are living in a um, we are living in the Resident Evil Renaissance. Um, I agree. In, in addition, we're, we're Renaissance, but the <laughs> RE is big in it, buddy. That was huh? brilliant. That was brilliant. Huh? Huh? Uh, and, and not to mention the fact that we're that Capcom as a pub, as a company is 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 enjoying a Renaissance, but the riskiest one is coming out this year. The riskiest Resident Evil remake that they're about to do. Um, this one, I, I wasn't sure. That, you know, people were people were talking about out it being rumored for a long time, but it was people were like, "Yeah, they're not going to do this one. They're gonna. They're just worried that you know, this one's going to just tick people off with the changes they may or may not make, the revisions they may or may not make." But Resident Evil 4 as a game is probably one of considered in the top 10 video games ever made. I think I, I think I could be comfortable saying that. Um, 
It's in the conversation. I'm, I'm looking, yeah, definitely in the conversation. I'm looking forward to this one because that game, as good as it is, it's hard to play now. I mean, it's hard to go back to that one, much more so than even the original top-down perspectives of the original Resident Evil games. But this one has got me. I mean, Leon is 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 a great character, one of my favorites. Um, but when Resident Evil Two came around, everybody knows this. this. I think that was my game of the year that year. Yeah. Resident Evil Village, I think, was my game of the year last right. year. Um, Resident Evil Three was in my top five. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just love these games. I love what they do. I love the hook behind them, and I'm here for it. So that's my number two. It's amazing to me. Uh, knowing that you can sit in a room, potentially alone, a lot of times probably at the nighttime hours, and play these games. Not, <laughs> not Resident Evil Seven. That one, <laughs> Clar- Clarissa will tell you. My wife, your she'll wife, tell you wife, that I had to while she was traveling. I had to stop playing it because <laughs> she was not in the house. <laughs> and the fact when that you she guys- wasn't, the fact that she wasn't in the house. I had to stop playing it. Dude, you guys She's, got me playing it in VR. I couldn't go back. I'm terrified. Dude, I need you to play Outlast. I need Why you to you play Outlast. Why me scared? <laughs> I will hold you like this while you oh play it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, so that's my number two. So my number one uh, is disappointingly unsurprising. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. What is my number one? It's the Legend of Zelda, Temple of Tears. He likes Zelda. Tem- Temple of Tears, ladies and gentlemen. You Tears of the Temple. Zelda. I wasn't yeah. aware that it was called Temple of Tears. Tears of the Temple. Something something with tears and temples. Tears of the Temple, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting we're getting closer. We're inching closer. There's tears. The right. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's definitely um so they they've they've had rumors about this game. And, you know, that's a shocker because since when do they have rumors about The Legend of Zelda? So in the English language, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, is a very weird language. So they have not said this game's name out loud. I don't know if you guys have noticed it. They've shown they've shown it on a screen. You've seen it in a YouTube trailer. And so people are assuming it's Tears of the Kingdom. But I submit to you that it could be indeed tears of the kingdom because those are two words that are spelled the exact same way and you can say it two different ways now there's a rumor out there where you are dealing in the storyline with multiple links and that would uh, they're kind of going with a uh, there's rumor that they're going with kind of a multiverse aspect to this game because why not I everyone else i don't know got it. i don't know how i feel about that could be something could be nothing but if that is in fact, if that is in fact true, then tears of the kingdom, uh, whole might different make, meaning, buddy, would have a whole different meaning because you're literally talking about tears into multiple, you know, spaces, and they could be. And when they originally published the timeline, everybody prior to that thought that the split timeline. I'm a big nerd when it comes to the timeline theory. Uh, split in Ocarina, Ocarina of Time, and you had the adult leak timeline and the young leak timeline. Well, when they really finally pub- published the timeline, it was three different timelines that came out of Ocarina of Time. The adult leak timeline, the child timeline, and a timeline where Link was vanquished by Ganon. So that's three. So that's, three, that's three timelines. 
And maybe you, this game causes them to converge uh, back into. Do you one. remember when all three Spider-Man came together? Spoilers. Yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. Can you imagine like if Child Link, Grown Up Link, Future Dead Link, they all come together? Future what Dead if, Link. That's my favorite one. Future. What Dead if Link. in this oh. one, Link finds out there's a secret society that's been trimming timelines? We'll call them the Time Stoppers or something. And basically, they've been trimming to have one prime timeline because. If they don't, eventually the Ganon's going to come back because when the multiverse of Ganon's, the evil one always wins out and he tries to take over. So, like, you know, this link goes all the way to the end of the universe into a place from beyond and finds finds a, a good Ganon there. And they have a conversation about, you know, the, the time stoppers and if they should have them around. I well, just, they gave the plot away for Loki. If I can just rein this back in, <laughs> if you notice in the trailers, uh, and I'll 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 stop. I know I know I'm, I'm you know, Link in the trailers is kind of has this mechanical arm. So you, it's almost like you're thinking this is the Link that got vanquished by Ganon. Ganon cut his arm off before he died. But anyway, um, bar none, hands down. If you if you disagree with me, it's only because you don't know what you're talking about. Breath of the Wild is the greatest video game. It's, it's amazing. God, God it's ever amazing. gave. God ever gave man. It's Find even better seller. than Odyssey, ladies and gentlemen. It's better no, than Odyssey. Yeah. We can't. Right. John confirms it's better than Odyssey, and I that is why that I will have to buy two copies. One from my wife. Your wife. Your wife. Because she'll probably go through it quicker. She'll probably be the one that comes on the show and talks about it. That'd be cool. Um, but so this, that, but this, this could possibly. I, I do think it's coming out this year, but I do think it's possible that it could be delayed yet again. <laughs> delayed to the holiday, to the holiday. So your list is solid. Uh, there's a little insight. I hopped on. I took my switch with me to Chattanooga this past Chattanooga. weekend, and I was playing the pure Mayhong. Uh, oh. And I had a little, every time I turned it on, I had a little pitink. You have one friend playing, and it was John uh, playing Breath of the Wild. And I messaged him, I was like, hey, buddy, what are you doing? And it explained to me your answer, which was, uh, you know, just messing around. You're just kind of getting ready and getting in the mindset of future Zelda. Yeah, makes sense. John, you got some impressive numbers. What's that? You're over 200 hours into Zelda. Yeah. Per your switch, that's impressive. Yeah, I was I was traveling with the switch last week, and that's why kind of why that's probably why I got sucked into it because when I had some downtime, I was tinkering with the the switch, and I was playing that, and now I'm sucked into it. Makes sense. Love a Makes good. Sense. Suck, I do love a good sucked in this. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is when Chris says family show, boys. Family show. I would have put Dead Space, but that's like right around the corner. It's like. Am I really? Are you still not excited about it? No, I am. Two of my three games are technically right around the corner. (laughs) (laughs) But solid list. Uh, I love it. I love your perspective on things. Basically, I'll I'll be playing Dead Space in ten days. So you know, I'll 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 go on a limb and say this: it's it's a high probability, Chris. Do you agree that most of our top threes we all are kind of all excited about? For one reason extent, or another, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, I would say every game John listed. Yeah. What was your three again? 
<laughs> I remember two. Zelda. Bayonetta Origins. <laughs> Bayonetta Origins. Uh, and then number two was not probably. Oh, was, Hogwarts. Uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah Hogwarts, so, yeah. Yeah, I would say everything that John listed, I I intend to play. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. For nice. sure. Well, John, you let us off well. We are in the midst of this topic where we're talking about our most anticipated games to come up in this year. So way to go, sir. I think it's my turn per the will. Uh, the will of <laughs> destiny, as I called it. Controlled by Chris's uh, his sorting hat. Yeah, Chris's uh, index finger, I imagine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll do the same thing as John, and I'll go three, two, one, like he did. Um, so, I'm going to go ahead and tell you one of his games is on my list, but it's also uh, in a different order than it was for him. Um, so, there you go. My number three, I'm going to say it like this. Uh, during the Game Awards this year, we got an official release date for this game. And until then, I still wasn't sure when I'd see this game. Um, BlizzCon, I believe, announced it in, what, 2019, I think is when Diablo 4 was announced. Uh, but we really didn't see it until we kind of saw it. Uh, and then we didn't have an official release date until the VGAs this year. Uh, 6 6 I think that's kind of a cool date. Kind of wish it could have all sixes because if you know diablo that would make sense and everything i wouldn't right? i wouldn't buy it i'd buy it because because the uh, lord is a savior to me john but no. uh we june 6 of 2023 we're going to get our hands on diablo 4 and that makes me excited all right and it, i started thinking about this and boys i might need your help i don't think i've ever been um i've been like into the gaming world plugged in like i am now to where i could be excited about a diablo games release I do know Diablo 3 came out, and Chris and I played it, but I didn't buy it when it first came out. I wasn't rolled into the hype of that game. I think you've played, what, Diablo 2 or 3, Chris? Like, you have been in that world of excitement, right? Yeah, I've been playing Diablo since the late 90s. Yeah, and and I just, it was never, you know, it wasn't in my wheelhouse. But this this has me super excited. Uh one of our good friends, Mike, we say his name a lot. He is a real life friend of ours. Anyone who's listening who wanted to kind of be reminded on that. Mike went ahead and bought what he buy, Chris, the, the super future edition of Diablo four, the $300. Yeah, I think it comes <laughs> with like every DLC that they have planned or whatever. Yeah. So, but he got some perks with other games. Blizzard will do that. If you go ahead and pre-purchase a game, which is cool. But yeah, just being rolled up into the hype of this Diablo, seeing the aesthetic, what it looks like, the changes it's going to have, uh, knowing that I, I I loved Diablo 3 and what it did, uh, what it brought to, I guess, the Diablo world. I, I don't know how to say what I want to say other than I'm excited. Uh, there was some some kind of issues. You guys remember uh, it was supposed to release, I think, last year, we thought. Uh, but you know, that is no more. That's in the past. Now we're in 2023 now and the game's coming out in June 2020 and, and it looks so good. I hope it's one of these games where all, not only do all three of us play it, but we play that game together and maybe even get like friends of the show, Mike or and Josh, whoever kind of really creates some memories from it. I think it could be pretty awesome. Uh, if you get, if you get into a Diablo game, man, they, those are some good times. There's not a better dungeon looter game ever, I don't think. They just do it well. So there you go. That's my number three game, and it's Diablo 4. My number two game is going to cost me some money. All right? 
Uh, well, no, no crap, Sean. All games cost you money. Nah, bruh. My number two game is going to cost me $599 plus tax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because when I want to play my most anticipated number two game, I'm going to have to have a PSVR 2. Uh, so, well, of course, what I'm talking about is the Horizon Call of the Mountain PSVR 2 game. Um, listen, it's a it's a direct new story uh, featuring the Horizon series and everything we know about it. It's going to add to the layers of uh, lore that we already kind of know, and it's going to be in VR. I'm excited about it because it's that. Um, by the way, John, I do want to hear your update if you've gotten to play any more of Horizon. I do like that you it was on your list, obviously. I'm just glad we're all finally playing the latest Horizon game. But yeah, I got to... What I don't like about having to get this game again is I got to drop another $600 to get it. Um, mm-hmm. That one hurts a little bit. Uh, but And also, I don't like that I can't pre-order it from my GameStop yet and use things like my existing hundreds of dollars of store credit to buy my PSVR Call of Duty bundle. Right now, it's exclusive to PlayStation Direct. There's got to be a reason for that. I don't want to... Potentially, as they're nervous about sending units out because they won't sell. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a big chip for us to uh, kind of munch up and swallow. You know, that's that's going to be a pretty penny. But it's going to be the penny? first time I get to see PSVR two, and there's a game catered for it. So hopefully, it's going to be it's going to be crazy seeing the robots and the world in VR. And anybody who's never you know, peek behind the curtain, had a headset on and seen what a VR world looks like when it's a triple A title or a triple A experience. Chris has, I have, it's a different vibe. It's different when that monster, that monster is running at you versus, you know, you're just kind of looking at it on the screen. So my number two game developed by Guerrilla Games, Horizon Call of the Mountain on PSVR 2. That game will be coming out on February 22nd of this year. So that is not too far off at all so that takes me to my number one most excited game ever of all time jesus lord take my money chris probably knows chris would you like to take a gamble i would guess that it's legend of zelda tears of the kingdom no oh no then it must be you you missed the clue i'll say my clue one more time this game was the only one i haven't announced was also on john's list you said it was on? Oh, wasn't it, on it, John. It, it is on John's list. Oh, yeah. Hogwarts Legacy then. There it is. Easy peasy. No. Um, I put a note down when I wrote this. It was everything else. I kind of had little tidbits of notes. This just said Hogwarts Legacy number one because Harry Potter. <laughs> I love the world of Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, everything about it. If you're on Twitch, you can see that I have Harry Potter stuff hanging on walls. I've got a a painting that was done just for me hanging up right there that says platform nine and three quarters. Uh, I love everything. Now that's that Harry Potter world, right? What excites me is all the things John said. They were smart enough to go. We don't want Harry, Ron, Hermione, none of those folks in this game. Let's kind of do what star Wars Jedi falling order kind of did potentially. Let's create a whole new thing and let's build a game around it and make it hype. And all the bullet points John made, um, that's why I'm excited. And and to further disclose, I think I'm probably going to get it on PlayStation 5 with John. And I think we're going to go on the dark side and just kill everybody, because why not, right? Wait, what? Wrong? Did I read you wrong, John? <laughs> I, can, uh, I can give it a shot. 
Yeah, <laughs> we can we can see what's up. This is like uh, going I, John Hufflepuff. Yeah, John's going to Hufflepuff. <laughs> Dang it! That's what I am in real life. I just gave you guys a free uh, nugget about what house I go into. Is there a pre-sorting that you can do online or something? I think there. Yeah, I think you can. Right now, they have something online like where you can go ahead and get sorted into your house. That's a good question. I'm trying to scan through. I think there is. I think my one of my friends who's excited about this game too told me I needed to do that. I think there is. Yeah. Um, hey, and all you Nintendo Switch fans, okay? They're going to give you some love. It will not be February. Uh, I think it's tenth, the 10th for us. It's going to have a tiered release. Uh, PS5, Xbox, X, and S, and Windows. We're getting it February 10th. PS4 and Xbox One. They still make games for you guys. This one's going to be one of them, April the 4th. But Nintendo Switch folks, you got to wait through July, through the summer, when you announce your new Switch Pro. So, wait, what? <laughs> there you go. I'm I'm excited. My list once again: number three, Diablo Four; number two, Horizon Call of the Mountain PSVR two game; and number one, Hogwarts Le- Legacy. I was going to say Laracy, <laughs> but I stopped. Hog- I, I thought it was going to be Hogwarts Larry. <laughs> Hogwarts Larry. If you don't name I, if you don't name your character Hogwarts Larry now. Oh my god. I would love it. I would love it. So there you go. I guess I'm up, huh? Yeah. I do want to address chat. We so we have a everybody who listens to the show, you've heard of a, a lad by the name of Nacho Ordinary Gamer. We sometimes just call him Nacho. You've probably also heard the name Acid Sugar or just Acid for short. Uh both of these gentlemen provide I mean, just amazing. What how what word can I use to describe what they provide to us? Right there, they're here. At one point, Nacho was the head boy, if you will. He was here. He was our head mod. He showed up every day, but then he started like having to work and get married and stuff. Acid Sugar like got a real job and was gone for a while. Uh, but it seems like Acid kind of took the reins as head boy. He's here every week, you know. Nacho, he's taking uh taking offense to that, Chris. Hmm. Apparently they're going to duke it out virtually in a video. I don't game. know how to tell them this, but I think Acid wins by default. <laughs> it wins by default potentially, but also I think he was trying to choose Rocket League as the source material for a fight. Ooh, I don't think he wants to do that with Acid Sugar. I don't think so either. And the reason I bring all this up is because Nacho and Acid are in chat today. You could see them. Uh, and Nacho thinks that I'm drunk because Nintendo's going to make a Switch Pro. That's I fair. think they're going to. I think they're going to make a new Switch soon. Let's hope so. You, Chris, have you hope so because of how you're currently playing Xenoblade Chronicles Three that you kind of wish it was a better system, if you will. That's frame true. Rate it does. Whatnot, it so. does run very well on there, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chris, we've arrived to you, buddy. Yeah. So when I was thinking about this. I was like, ooh, what about I could put that? I really like that or like this. And the more I thought about it, I was like, this is the sim- most simplistic year, at least for me it is, um, where if people release games like they say they should, like they're planning to, uh, and until I see different, I have no reason to doubt them, right? Uh, all three of these studios where we're at um, to put this. like, Because, you know, I thought like, oh, I could put an Atomic Heart on there, but while I'm really excited to play that game, I don't know if it's on the level of these games, right? Like, these are things that should be 
they they just seem like slam dunks to me. I don't. Uh, I, I really. I should. I think I should know what Atomic Heart is. I'm going to look that up while you talk about your list. But you said you that's can literally not go three. to IGN right now, and it's on the front page. I think. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. my number three most anticipated game is again not shock. It's Diablo three or four. Yeah, not three. <laughs> it should be three, but it's four. <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean. I was I was like okay I, I love Diablo and I really can't wait to play the next Diablo but I didn't know I was really waiting to play it until last year they finally showed off that they were bringing the necromancer back for this one uh that was my go-to cl- class for Diablo 3 I probably put in uh, maybe close to 200 plus hours on that one character alone just leveling and trying to get the best gear and do it at the highest difficulties um i'm sure that john's wife would love to play diablo 4 with me uh because you know we just have such a good track record with that game it's immaculate everyone says great things (laughs) but yeah um june 6th i i like when i think of the of june june could be potentially one of the most packed months for major games this year and i'm like really worried in my mind about how much time in a shot I'll give Final Fantasy 16 because of the fact Diablo 4 is out, you know, like two, three weeks prior. And I love that game so much that I, I just don't care. Like, you know, I, I would love it if Sean and John, Josh, whoever, as, as Sean said, comes in. I don't care, though. I don't, y'all want to come along for the ride? You're more than welcome to come on this train. We'll do it. But I don't care. June 6th, that's what I'm doing. I will level my character and I will keep going into the depths of hell again and again, uh, trying to find the cow god as I, I just go deeper and deeper um, into the world of that that abyss because I love it so much. Uh, my number two game was a game, the original. I platinumed on my PS4. I have played the remaster on PS5. I played the spin-off standalone DLC and according to Sony, it's coming this fall, so I'm putting it on here cuz it has to be cuz it's the best superhero game ever made. And now we're getting the sequel, Spider-Man 2. I cannot wait to go around that world. My only concern with it right now is that I've noticed this trend the last couple of years with Sony where the sequels, it's like we have to make them bigger and longer. And I thought Spider-Man was like the perfect length for what it was, right? Like where when I did everything in that world, took my time, it was like 31 hours or so, right? 31, 32 hours to do everything. That's how I felt about God of War, the original, and that was about 30 hours. That went to 50 hours this time to get that done. <laughs> so my only fear is that maybe we're going to get a little bit of bloat to say like, look, you got more stuff to do. Go do this, do, go do that. I don't want that. I want a concise thing where again, I can explore the city. I can have fun doing crimes, doing all kinds of different little missions. And then a really good story that gives me a lot of the gallery of villains uh, and characters from the world of, you know, Spider-Man. That's, that's what I want. The fact that it's headlined by Venom. I think a lot of people, you know, the last time I can remember seeing Venom in the game was when they did the Ultimate Spider-Man game, where it was both him and Venom together. 
And I love that one too, because for this one, that was probably my last favorite Spider-Man game I played. But yeah, I am counting down uh, until I get to revisit that world because I do think it's like one of the best studios that Sony has is Insomniac. And that's one of the best games they own. I made a mistake. Oh, I completely forgot about Spider-Man. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm obviously, like I mentioned, John, I'm very excited about Zelda, too. I just wanted to spice it up because I don't know. If I was thinking about it, it probably would have gone into my number two slot as well. Ooh, that's kind of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so sorry. But yeah, you know, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Y'all forgot about Insomniacs, but that's why Chris is here. Chris remembers, you know, the great ones. Uh, but anyways, because you know what I love about you, Chris? Mm. Your humility. <laughs> I know. Uh, but anyways my uh top one well seeing as it was if anyone knows what my top game was anticipated last year until it was delayed this should not be hard at all it's starfield john Uh. (laughs) it's starfield it was always starfield oh i I'm I'm about right now, I would say if you ask me today, sixty-five to seventy percent confident <laughs> that Starfield will probably be out by July first. Did they not say specifically? Oh, we'll find out yeah. this week, probably. No, we won't find out this week. They they said there's another event coming. Um but I would say I'm 95% sure that it will be out by the end of the year. Right. So I think there's a chance maybe there's one more delay, but from everything I keep reading and seeing, it sounds like it's coming. And the question is, why would there be a delay? Cause it's Starfield. Yeah. No, I know. But what were you really reading? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, if I was putting money down, if I was a gambling man, Mm -hmm. uh, it's coming out this year. I said that it's coming out. I said I was 95% certain it was coming out this year. I said, but remember, their original window is first half of this year. True. And I keep hearing, with Redfall, I keep hearing May. So that's coming in May. That means probably the back half of June would be Starfield because we keep hearing Redfall is coming out before Starfield, right? Um, but yeah, ever since, I mean, it doesn't take much to sell me on a Todd Howard game. You just give him a leather jacket, let him talk for about 20 minutes, and, you know, I... I line up and I just start putting twenties into his hand as he starts listing off features. Ladies um, and gentlemen, uh, I watched E3 one year with Chris and Todd Howard came on stage. He was giving his presentation. I think it was for fallout four. Hmm. And let's just say that Chris forgot that I was in the room. Uh, no, I knew you were there. I just, I just kept going. I was like, we're going to watch a videotape. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh but no i mean look bethesda makes the kind of games that i really love you know i i love someone like todd howard where you know sure you have the people like sony Santa monica that push graphics and really do it right and sure all bethesda games to some extent like especially skyrim you guys remember for its time what game what skyrim 
You walk out of the cave. Never heard of it. You walked out of the cave and like seeing the setting around you, it could amaze you, right? But like if you were going up and actually looking at the character models or anything like that, that's not as impressive. But what is impressive is like they just push the boundaries of everything they can cram into a game systems and freedom of choice of how to play your game and what you want to be and everything I've seen so far. And I know they're holding back things because they always do. Yo, it's just everything is going like, yes, check mark, check mark. That's what I want from a space game. So, you know, from the idea that this is Skyrim in space, you got me. You know, so now I'm just waiting. And then whatever that date is, this will become a Starfield podcast. And whenever <laughs> whenever John and Sean try to talk about other things, I will just mute them and bring up more facts about Starfield. And that's just the way it well, is because the, I'm the producer. The good thing is we're well. probably going to also play Starfield. And oh, hope man. it's not like a piece of crap game called Fallout. I said what I said. Hey, Sean, you want to play Fallout? Sorry? I kind of want to play Fallout 76 with you, John. Didn't we yeah. decide the other day that you love dystopian games? I kind of do, <laughs> don't I? I'm in that vibe. Yeah, man, uh, you're right. As soon as you said, guess my number one, I immediately was like, if that game's coming out this year, confirmed, it's Chris's number one. Yeah. I- I'm holding back excitement about it because, yeah, like you say, it's, uh, Skyrim in space, yo. Yeah, my ears, my ears perk up, you know, so solid list for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, in chat, we are getting that John forgot Assassin's Creed Mirage. Ooh, there's no release date on that thing. Uh, John just said there's no release date. Now, Mike said uh, now you and Mike have become Assassin's Creed fans. Uh, there is a launch information window uh, from the reliable Ubisoft dot com. That says uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage will release on March the 9th. Bump John. Tears of the Kingdom no. and Mirage <laughs> is number one. <laughs> I thought what they said like Mirage was this fall. They're hoping, right? Well, they and need to update their said. website. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked for a lot. Of, I mean, this was tough. Three, You guys doing the three really just... <laughs> I like how he said you guys, like you put it on us. Like we've never nope. not done three every single year. We did five. To f- if you thought like about way it, back. John. Yeah, way it back. just depends on how last we were week feeling. five, right? Mm-hmm. You weren't yeah. here to really add banter. So it was really just like 10. If that makes sense. So this week, three, three and three is nine. So it's still consistent with the amount of information and, and banter. I, I'm can- so excited for Redfall. I'm so excited for Speederman. So excited for Starfield. I, I mean, it's just going to Mirage. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a sass, I'm I'm a excited for the Assassin's Creed game. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun. I I think that you, we're going to look back on 2023 as another 2018. I, I hope really, so. I really do. I could see that. Uh, I think we thought we had potential with 2022, and it just didn't pan out because then we were like, well, wait a minute, everything would then be on 2023. If I had to like kind of pluck. One game from each of your lists. From you, John, it would be Zelda, of course. Put it over mm-hmm. here in my hat. And Chris, yours would be Starfield. Put for it in sure. my hat, for sure. Good list, boys. We should make I John play like Starfield. Who? We should make John play it. I don't know, John. What about Jonathan? Jonathan um, should play it. Speaking of Hogwarts, by the way, which none of us were speaking of Hogwarts, but <laughs> I went back to uh, the sorting hat thing on the wizarding website, whatever they call that thing. World of and Pottermore? I already, yeah, Pottermore. Yeah, Potter World or whatever. I'd sorted myself 
a while, a long time ago. And apparently, I didn't think this was going to be the case. I am a Gryffindor. Really? So, yeah. I have a Hufflepuff t-shirt. Fake news, bro. You're totally probably more. But like, whenever you, me and Sean get in the street fights with people, you just run away. It doesn't yeah. make sense. You don't go in like, you know, Gary Gryffindor, buddy. I'm trying to see if there's a way to retake it. I don't think you can clear is. your cookies finally from 2018. I got your cookies right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. Why do you think, Chris, that we, uh, I think we uh, covered smothered and chunked that topic pretty good. You said covered and smothered? I agree. And chunked. Yeah. Mm. Topped as well, buddy, because you want some chili on it. You know what I'm saying? Chris is now, he's become the guy that has used that more than me, and I don't like it. How do I do that? (laughs) I can't can't do it. We have fancy Elgato webcams that gave us the software to do that. Okay. You've got a basic, like, probably Logitech. <laughs> no, hey, John, it's can, can, it's can a you razor. show us how you, can you show us how you zoom in real quick? <laughs> Greatest thing oh. ever. I love it. <laughs> El, Elgato camera. We got a face cam. You can get a pro one now for like $300, John. Yeah. I just wanted the, the, the consistent 1080p, 60 frames per second streaming and whatnot. That's what I got. Yeah, but do you got an app that uh, zooms in for you? You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, you got the razor with the built-in ring light on it. That That's that's a good webcam, Razor, if you're watching this to sponsor us. I hate Sean. <laughs> All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the news section of the show. And like we do, um, every time we have this, we bring you the most up-to-date news we possibly can give you. Uh, John's going to lead us off this week and tell us all the things there is to know about Neil Druckmann, HBO, and The Last of Us. Huh, John? John, you thought we were done, but there's more story to tell. (gasps) In a recent interview, my favorite video game developer, Neil Druckmann, couldn't reveal if a new The Last of Us game was in the works, but did reveal, quote, I think there's more story to tell. There's currently an outline for a story that we're not making, but I hope one day can see the light of day. That explores a little bit what happens after this game. We'll see. Druckmann did promise to deliver more details on the multiplayer title in the months to come. And fans can currently watch The Last of Us premiere on HBO. In other Last of Us news, I don't remember writing this. The show's (laughs) series premiere is the second largest for HBO in the past 13 years, behind only the premiere of House of the Dragon. A total of 4.7 million viewers tuned in to the first episode. The show so far has earned universal acclaim from both critics and fans. On the note of the actual game, Last of Us, the existence of a Last of Us Part 3, I think Sony would be stupid not to round out this story and finalize it. I I have a lot of issues with with Last of Us Part 2. I think it's a great game. 
but I will give it props for letting me want to know more about what happened uh, to Ellie's character. I really think there's an opportunity there for, for her fulfilling her ultimate original destiny and giving her that choice that she gets to make on her own, not having Joel made that choice in the first game for her. Spoil! What do you guys think? That's a, that's a hardcore spoiler, especially if people only watch the show. Tune into us. And now they know. Thanks. But I'm joking with you. They've had plenty of time. I personally also agree, John. If there is a Last of Us 3, there's enough time if the story's kind of already there. This this series is going to take off. It's going to, from what I gathered, and Chris, you can chime in, first season is going to be largely Last of Us Part 1. Second season, theoretically, if it exists, would probably cater to a lot of what uh, Last of Us Part 2 gave us, mm-hmm. which leaves room in the TV world of a couple of seasons to get a game in the works that could potentially be the source content for like a Last of Us Season 3 type deal. I, I don't know. I don't know how that works in timelines. Chris, your thoughts? Uh, I know this. He's been adamant that he's not going to make more of the TV show than what he's made, right? Like of the game itself. Like they're not going to, we're not going to do like Walking Dead where it starts out as Ron uh, Kirkman's comic and then like kind of morphs into its own thing and we're going off script and, and doing all sorts of different adventures. He's been, Neil Druckmann's been pretty committed to the idea of like, no, we are doing the last of us now. Could you get a last of us game out in the next three years? I don't think so. Right. So the question then is, will HBO kind of try to help by saying like, well, this is coming out this year. We're not going to have last of us season two until 2025. Right. Like it's not coming out next year. It's going to be the year after. And then maybe you get, uh, if if then you can have a game out and he's willing to work both sides of it, you get the game in 2026, 2027. Yeah, that's possible. But the hard part is that it really feels like Naughty Dog's like we've been in this vein for the last decade of really just doing Uncharted and Last of Us and we're ready to do something new. And on the other hand, I would imagine while he might be saying it'd be nice if someone can make this someday, I don't think Neil Druckmann will ever give up the control of that series, right? Like to someone else. I just cannot see that within him. I think this is his baby. This is the thing he started and he wants to make sure he ends it on his terms. Um, I would love to see it ever since the, you know, as soon as you beat the, uh, the second game, you get that image on the tile screen that very much suggests I don't know about Ellie, but at least with other characters, I won't spoil here for those who have not played the game and are w- going to watch the show that I'm like, it's pretty clear their story is set up to continue from what they're showing you in the imagery uh, as far as what goes next. Right. So I would love it. You know, I'm always down for it. And I, I love Naughty Dog games. On the other hand, I will not be surprised that it might be like, hey, Todd Howard situation where it's like, yes, it's coming in 2045. It's coming to PlayStation right. seven yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I'm aware too, that he like, doesn't want a walking dead situation. Yeah. But my, my hope would be like, you know, don't ever do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't want you to do that. But if there was a three story, I don't know how long, like a game can be kind of, I don't really know how Neil Druckmann works with games and how they come out. I do know that he wants them really good, perfect, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
it would be really cool if the source material was there for a hypothetical third yeah. season. And and again, a lot of things that you say you're never going to do, let's say money starts talking, HBO mm-hmm. starts saying, man, we got a hit, we need you. All of a sudden, there's a third season and maybe a third video game, and we the, we all win because what I can tell, you know, well, the, the series is going to be really good. Does well, the show? I mean, I haven't watched the first episode yet, but does the show seem to be pacing? Does it give you the impression that they're going to cover the first game in the season, or are they going to spread yeah, it out no, to two? It, it basically, you know, how like at the end of the uh, first episode of like HBO shows, <laughs> instead of it just being a preview of the second episode, it will do in the weeks ahead. Ahead, right? You know, like the look that you saw, if you know the game, the last thing they they showed you pretty much in your mind, you're like, it oh, there, you're like, OK, this is where we're ending, you know, and it's it's going to be the game. It's not going to just be, you know, like we're not going to leave, like, say, um, the winter part. Right. Like we're not leaving off there. Uh, it's it's pretty clear they're going for the full package on this. And and it seems like they're I also say, bringing John, the DLC. They may have. They may have shown some winter packages in the promo. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Looks pretty Last of Us, John. I think I, I love a good winter package. You got to watch it, John. I'm planning to. You I will just, love it. Don't tell me what I'm going to love. You're going to love it, and you're going to love it Just because you lot. said that, I'm refusing to love you're it. You're going to love it and love it a lot. That's going to be a challenge. Well... That'll be a challenge, but also we're going to pivot and talk about more challenges to come, John. We're going to switch the script a little bit. We're going to talk about the EU. See, John, the EU is Europe. No, that's not true. European Union. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's planning to submit a statement of objections. That sounds fancy. To Microsoft regarding its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The statement of objection sheet is expected in the coming weeks. However... Microsoft remains confident saying, quote, we're continuing to work with the European Commission to address any marketplace concerns. Our goal is to bring more games to more people, and this deal will further that goal. That is the end of the quote. Google and NVIDIA have also raised concerns along with Sony to the FTC regarding the acquisition, according to Bloomberg. The claim maintains that Microsoft would gain an unfair advantage in the cloud subscription and uh, mobile gaming markets. And I know we probably all have some, we've all seen this, but I think NVIDIA was more uh, kind of like a neutral stance on it. They did weigh in on it, but you boys can definitely, floor is yours, chime in on it. What do you think about this and where do we go from here? NVIDIA's attacking i think just because of the cloud stuff because they are probably second now on cloud stuff until sony kind of gets up running their stuff um with the geforce whatever it's called uh thing like right now um so i understand why they're doing it google's just i think objecting because they're google and you know as microsoft has famously said we don't see sony as our main competitor right they they see Amazon and Google as their main competitor. So if Google can slow down Microsoft on doing something, they're gonna do it. Um, personally, I think like the EU. I don't know. Maybe they could end up rejecting because I don't know how their stuff works compared to the U.S. Right? But I I have a feeling that Microsoft is once they they feel confident, and I mean based on recent history, it seems like it should go in their favor. Right? Just on 
the court ruling on similar things in the last couple of years. If they win the U.S., they don't care about anything else because they'll just sit there and go like, fine, you don't get it. We'll still take the, you know, 20 million something we're going to sell here in the U.S. on Call of Duty and China's billions of dollars from mobile gaming that we'll get on the King. Was it what are they called? King something uh, who does like Candy Crush and all those things for them. Um, And they'll they'll just move on. And then eventually, probably, I wouldn't be surprised if that might be the point where Sony's like, hey, now that they own it, we need that game out in Europe on our consoles. <laughs> so maybe things will begin to change very quickly once the U.S. rules, which I think that's probably how a lot of things are going to dictate. If the U.S. goes in the favor of this, I don't see anyone else really getting in its way. Maybe. It's yeah. just not going away. No, it's going to be a while. Thing. That's the thing. I just want this to go away. I, I, I look. I've, I've, I've voiced my opinions on this acquisition at nauseum. But I think at this point, that I mean, you, you can't, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. So they say. I don't know. What is it? Is that the right expression? Sure. If they don't, if they, if I think at this point, Sony, Google, Nvidia, whoever you are, European Union. Everybody needs to kind of just back off because what are the consequences at this point of them not acquiring Activision Blizzard? Activision Blizzard will still be for sale, ladies and gentlemen. And who's going to buy it? Tencent. Tencent's going to buy it. You mark my freaking word. And if there's one thing you don't want at this point, we've already created the monster. But if we if this deal falls through, which at this point I you know Chris is right, we don't think it will. But if this falls through for one, for some reason, then China is going to own this stuff. That's what's going to happen. So please just back off, everybody. Let it go through. Come on. I just I'm just so done with this. <laughs> I just wanted to be over. In fact, I'm no longer putting it in the news. Never. Doesn't matter what it is. Fake news. Maybe you should. Uh... You know, it'd be nice, John, if they hosted it, if they hosted some kind of event where like, you know, they could just sell it all out. Right. Like Mm -hmm. one day at like, I don't know, 12 p.m. Pacific time, they just like had an event. And then, you know, that was there. Speaking of events, what would they talk about? (laughs) Xbox and Bethesda. You read half of it just then. (laughs) January 25th will receive an Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct and will feature new details on Redfall, Forza Motorsport, and more. The event will begin at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thought it was 3, but I could be wrong. Uh, And we'll give an inside look at some games coming to Xbox, PC, and Game Pass in the coming months. I believe they've already announced that they are putting Starfield, another developer direct for that, but that will be its own thing because, you know, that will probably be just like 40 minutes of Todd Howard talking about it. I think the art games were what were mind, um, Minecraft legends. We're supposed to get an update on that. And then the other one is uh, ESO. Their next expansion is rumored to be announced uh, and coming pretty soon. It sounded like so I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. We may watch that together. Yeah. Maybe a week, a week from tomorrow. We could do yeah, it. we could totally watch it together. See what's up. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think I don't want any drama. 
obviously the one that we're most anticipated think and i imagine john too even is is redfall we want to see a lot of redfall and probably get a date for redfall that's what we really want i don't want no drama well that's too bad sean because you're gonna get the drama and you're gonna get the drama by way of ubisoft ubi Ubisoft has recently announced major project cuts blaming macro macro economic conditions and suggesting other game publishers might be in similar boats. No, the company is looking for nearly $200 million in, in, uh, in cost savings over the next two years. The company has announced a day, a delay for skull and bones, as well as the cancellation of three more games amid major challenges. Indeed, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, and Just Dance 2023 have underperformed expectations. Seriously, guys, if you have a Switch, go buy Sparks of Hope. Uh, Ubisoft explains the move as a result of the company, quote, facing major challenges as the industry continues to shift towards mega brands and long-lasting titles that can reach players across the globe, across platforms, and business models, end quote. Look forward to Assassin's Creed Mirage and Avatar Frontiers of Pandora in the coming year. Um, This scares the crap out of me. Yeah. This is not a reality I want to... uh, Look, Ubisoft has investors. They've got a long legacy. I think they will ride this out. um, But there's no denying the fact that they are in some significant danger going forward um i'd be curious to know what they've canceled uh because i mean if you recall back in a few months back they announced the development of several several assassin's creed games wondering if some of those are in the mix on the cutting room floor who knows i don't know but probably the um, beyond good and evil game (laughs) It's gone. Oh, I've been surprised that it's not I, been officially canceled. Yeah, they have not officially canceled that one. Um, in fact, I think I heard an announcement that it's still moving forward. Just I don't, like Metroid Prime Four. <clears throat> so they say, but I don't know that I don't know that uh, Beyond Good and Evil should exist. But right. you know, one can make the same argument for Skull and Bones. So who am I to? Who am I to say? I, I think I think they're going to ride this out. I think Eve is on the chopping block, the CEO. I mean, he'll be fine. He, he owns a majority of the shares here, but it's 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 interest. It's it's a tough, it's a tough egg to crack on why they're here in the first place. Because Far Cry Six was one of the best selling games of last year. Assassin's Creed Valhalla sold gangbusters. Mm-hmm. So if these if so, um, you know, people are saying that, you know, they they come out with the same game over and over again. Well, you still buy them and you still buy a lot of them. I'm just wondering if this is the type of company that needs to look at the future in, 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 a, in the sense of you can probably cut 50% of your workforce and you might solve the problem. Um, maybe it's time for them to stop officially stop looking at their franchises as Call of Duty franchises. These annuals, these annual releases. I mean, they, they've scaled back on that a little bit, but it's hard uh, to me. It's just really hard to pinpoint what has worked and what hasn't because I just I look at everything that they've released and it's like it's always in the conversation as far as dollar sales go. 
but mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Yeah, I think you're, they kind of suggested in their announcement that they're going to go through a restructuring. And to your point, it makes sense because before, like their problem is that they had two things. One, as you two alluded things. to, they wanted to be kind of like Activision, right? They thought they needed a system that would allow them to basically put out games on annual or at the very least biannual basis between, especially between Far Cry and, uh, in Assassin's Creed. Um, and the problem with that is that I don't think those franchises, the the user base, the the large scale user base who they could reach wanted that, right? Um, over the long term. Because it's not like a Call of Duty where you're consistently always playing online. Uh, it's a thing you go and you experience and then you come back. And if you keep coming back to the well, it gets harder and harder to sell you on it, especially when you're not like overwhelmingly changing your game. Um, the other side of it is that they really thought the reason people were into their game was open world and checklists and all that kind of stuff. And I think for a time it was, that was a huge thing, but it's pretty clear. I think people are kind of shifting away from that. Like it's more about the games of service. Like that is the big, big money maker. That is the thing that when you get it right, it can bring in so much for you so fast case in point, like look at something like Epic and you go back to 2016 and where they were as a company where we were like, what are they anymore? They don't even own gears of war, right? They just have unreal. That was their thing. They didn't have any real games, but then they shifted and all of a sudden, boom, here comes Fortnite, And that is where they make their money. Boom. Here's rocket league. They're making more money, but then to, you know, where we're going now, I think, They've got to figure out how to reduce all these studios down to key ones that they need and figure out what are these franchises, these mega franchises that they have, whether it's Ghost Recon, Division, Rainbow Six, um, and, you know, Assassin's Creed and Far Cry and figure out how do we get those on a cycle that is on a schedule and can actually hit dates and also profitable where, like, if we sell 15 to 18 million, then keep a chunk of those people around and you know slowly get on the off years where we're not releasing big things more money out of them right and therefore we have a survivability where if you do want to make a splinter cell if you do want to make a beyond and good and evil you might be able to stomach it but that's not where they are right now yeah i mean i can i can see them like i can imagine maybe on the chopping block was because i'd read rumors that they were planning a sequel for immortals phoenix rising like, yeah, makes they, sense. Maybe they grab something like that, but I mean, it might surprise you guys. Maybe it won't. I read, I read somewhere this week that Ubisoft has two to three times the workforce that an Activision Blizzard has. Yeah, no, it doesn't shock me. It shocked me. Like, I mean, if if you think about the the annual revenue, the annual profit margin that an Activision Blizzard, because Activision Blizzard's still up here. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft is down here and they and they're and it's just like you have that many people working for you because mm-hmm. it's almost like if you cut all those people you fix your profit margins by a huge margin. I don't know if you lower the quality, but I mean you in the months to come, you know, they're probably going to cut what um Ubisoft Singapore or something like that. Sure which I think is working on skull and bones, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well, like that's, I don't, I, I don't want this. I, I think this, I think this 
this publisher, this this developer is very important to the gaming community. Um, and I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it go away. I mean, it won't. It'll become part of Embracer Group like everything else in the world. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's going to go away. And I think that they have financially responsible people that are able to look at forecasts and whatnot who had to make a hard choice and had to bring it to somebody who went, hey, if we keep this up in this current climate, we're doomed. To not be doomed, we need to do this. Like uh, All three of us, right, we are... We kind of know what that feels like. I'll I'll just say it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything's going to be all right. And as long as you catch it and you make adjustments, yeah, there might be some things that are like you put it on the chopping block. But if it makes the product as a whole better, the franchise as a whole better, the developer as a whole better, it'll be for the good. And I don't want, I'm like you, John, we don't need a gaming world where Ubisoft doesn't exist. I want them to succeed. Look, look. Rayman, Rayman Legends 2 and your problem is solved. <laughs> like facts. I honestly think like John, like going back to like you were so surprised, like they had that many people. Mm-hmm. I honestly think their goal way back was that they were going to take all these studios and have them work on things like Assassin's Creed and all that to say all the people who are developers in that region get used to making these kinds of games and understanding how to build them. And then, boom, we'll go and have you make your own thing. You saw that, like, with the Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. That was a disaster for the India uh, Ubisoft, right? And I think that's, like, their realization. That's not working out because what ends up happening is you still need all these studios to do things like asset creation and polish for your big titles that basically are keeping you afloat right now. It's and that's the way Call of Duty works, but it's fine because Call of Duty because of how much they make can just go out there and acquire the studio that makes a Tony Hawk game, let them make one Tony Hawk game and go, "That was great. By the way, you're going to make uh working on Call of Duty from now on. That's what you do. That's what your studio is." And that's basically how they function, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They, they can <laughs> Excuse me. It's going to be, it's going to be right now. It's drama. We're going to see how it plays out. You know, at one point I'm going to slowly pivot to the next thing. If y'all are cool with it. At one point we thought PlayStation was in trouble. We thought there was a pandemic that kind of was hindering their consoles and scalpers were taking everything and consumers couldn't get their hands on it. And Sony is pretentious. Sony's still pretentious, right? But now we have a chance to, they disclose to us their PS5 sale numbers for the year, right? Maybe Ubisoft has just joined Sony and PlayStation forever. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Sony has announced that the PlayStation 5 has passed 30 million units sold and has declared the console shortage to officially be over. Uh, according to Jim Ryan, quote, we truly appreciate the support and patience of the PlayStation community as we managed unprecedented demand amid global challenges over the past two years. PS5 supply improved toward the end of last year, and I'm happy to share that December was the biggest month ever for the PS5 console sales, and that we have now sold 30 million units to consumers worldwide. That kind of matches what I saw in stores and availability. So, boom. Yeah, I'm seeing it everywhere, and I'm seeing it in stores now. Not a lot, but I'm seeing it, which I never Mm. would. Yeah. Um, And it's pretty much everywhere you want to get it now. So that's good. I mean, I, and and 
by extension, you would think you know, the last time they they released, you know, graphics cards, you couldn't get them. Now, hmm. all I could do is just put it in my shopping cart, and I'm good. I might not I might not have a choice of all the ones I want to get, but as far as it seems easier to get that stuff too. Hmm. On a side note, as far as sales go, the Switch just officially passed Game Boy's uh, lifetime sales. Nice. Which I think are one hundred hundred eighteen million. So, um, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad that, you know, we're all vaxxed and <laughs> buying consoles now. <laughs> yeah, fair. Apparently, I, except for, and I, this is not a slight, but have you seen the news? Apparently, China's not doing good. So, if we have any fans in China, well, they started it. <laughs> be, <laughs> I'm be, be, be well. Take care and buy stuff. All those fans so the, of China. Uh, yeah. Um, you, know, you never know, Chris. You never know. I will not be shocked now if they keep up and are able over time to just increase that production, right? Kind of get to what we know from these consoles from history past. I think it would not shock me by the end of their fiscal year, which is what, like March? I think like 31st is the end of their fiscal year next year if it's close to 60 million. Because, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, I love I love Xbox. I'm an Xbox guy. But like when people are like, well, with this shortage, maybe Xbox will win the generation now. I just like looked at them. I was like, oh, no, no. This thing, as long as it came out and it was good, was going to be the top selling of this generation. And depending on how long they ride with it, it could be one of the top selling of all time, because I think Two that's going to be true. Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> Nice. Well, the sales blow me away. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh! Speaking of being blown away, guys. Uh, ah. Sean. What? You'll be happy to know that Palmer Lucky, the uh, the founder of the Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. Fun tidbit there. It's not John Carmack. It's Palmer Lucky because that's a great name, too. Yeah. Uh, was blown away by Sony's upcoming oh. VR2. Uh, I think there's supposed to be quotes here. So I'm going to read this as this is a quote. I was blown away when I used the PSVR 2 recently. The first PSVR was arguably the biggest success. The generation in this version will do even better. The last iteration of VR will, or the latest iteration, sorry, of VR will cost a hefty $549. And let's not forget about that 99 cents. Uh, and will launch on February 22nd, which is when Sean hopes to buy his second most anticipated game of the year. I will be in debt at that point, ladies and gentlemen. So a GoFundMe will be set up for the DJ uh, who's going to spend a lot of DJ money on things. <laughs> Lord. Uh, yeah. And Sony, just to give you a guys, a, give everyone a heads up. I went there today to do the pre-order. If you have, you could see that it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying you're going to get it, though. This is what kind of makes me go, come on, guys. They're saying it will be shipped, or you should receive it basically between the 22nd and 28th. That's good. Yeah, that, that's I've not noticed, good. Well, I've noticed that like, that seems to be a thing that's coming up more. Like A lot of the graphics cards are doing that now, where you know it's like, hey, you go on there, and they'll be like, cool, you can order this day, but it will be here these dates. I'd rather have that than just saying it's not available, and you got to log in and hope you're there for the five seconds it's actually available right or i could just have it at best buy or gamestop chris 
You could probably buy a package that costs you $950. The, the package I got to get is going to cost me $600. Love a good package. Right? Uh, what? What? <laughs> I love a good nominee. I like when I, you know, if there's a decision in life and I just roll the dice and see where it takes me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's good. That's real good. Is that me? Yeah. John's hammered. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the last nominees. Nominees for the Dice Hammer Wars. What? Hold on a second. Nice. Scotch mm-hmm. looks delicious. The Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences has announced its nominees, <laughs> has announced its nominees for the 26 Dice Awards with Santa Monica Studios' God of War leading the pack with 12 noms. Nom noms. <laughs> Nom 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 noms. The full list of categories is out there to view, but the list of Game of the Year nominees is Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, which was my fake fifth. <laughs> Apparently, my fake fifth. Wait a minute. Dest- wait, Dying Light Two was my fake fake fifth. Five. Yeah. No, number six. Yeah, but Stray was my real one. Apparently, yeah, so everybody was blown away. You need mention Stray. Yeah, you were And then Vamp- Vampire Survivors is uh, the other nominee for Game of the Year for Dice. Why, why Why can this news article not say God of War Ragnarok, but they can say Horizon Forbidden West? I just want to talk to Because Horizon Forbidden West was my game. Because like, yeah. God of War came out in 2018. <laughs> it's yeah, God of War Ragnarok out. is actually the one that's nominated this time, John. I think everybody knows that because they're not cretins. But did you also, play the sequel? In that same vein, they would know just Horizon as being Forbidden West, but do they? Huh? Yeah. Do Too they? Sure. They could be talking about Call of the Mountain, PSVR 2. <laughs> Why don't you just write Horizon Zero? <laughs> right. Hold on, let me uh, make Horizon the edit. Zero Dawn in- 2. <laughs> Live edit, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, who Maybe. do you think is going to take home the nom for uh, Game of the Year well, from I mean, the dice? Probably the one no, that's no. winning everything right now. <laughs> Yeah, but it would be really me. funny, and I would be fine with it if Vampire Survivors won because that has been like the low key, like dark you know, horse. Yeah, like like if you were to go and swell and just like look at the number of people still playing a game, it's it's Vampire Survivors. People love that thing. That's I, I don't believe that. We're gonna have to look at the data. That's why they put Let's it on mobile. Pull some sir. data. Let's analyze it. John, I got a new job, and I got to talk like that, and it's crazy. It's insane. John, I ran a pivot table at work. I'm running formulas and spreadsheets, John. Sucks being a grown-up, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. Speaking of great, what a great year December. Wait, what a great year 2022 was and December closed in on just in time for NPDs. And Chris leaned up, and I, I thought I was not my turn. Is it my turn? Finally, it, I got a thing. I, I would, this week. Yes, we're good. Mm. I didn't. I I caught it, Chris. I'm a little out of practice, still, John. We took like a year off. <laughs> <laughs> so there's things that happen, you know. Oh, show. But now that we've arrived. At the final part of the show, news-wise, right? These are MPDs for December. 
And Chris, I am going to do the thing where I'm going to read the, the paragraph, and I want you to read the, 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 the ones in order. Can you do oh, that for me? I can. Okay. The Nintendo Switch was the top-selling console for December and for 2022 as a whole, while the PlayStation 5 led in total dollar sales. That's because it costs more. Mm-hmm. While video game sales were down 5% year over year, sales increased by 2% from last December. Yes. That's what's up. The top-selling games for December match the top three games for the year as Call of Duty retains its title as the top-selling game in the U.S., which is has done every year for in you know all of our memories except for that one year it got beat by a game called Red Dead Redemption 2, which 46 million people have purchased. Chris you is know, about to give us our top 10 games for December, which doesn't surprisingly include Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> at number 10... It does surprisingly include MLB The Show 22. I think that's kind of shocking that that's still selling well in December. (laughs) Uh, Number nine, Horizon Forbidden West. Eight, Pokemon Legend Arceus. Seven, FIFA 23. Six, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, Five is the Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Four, God of War Ragnarok. See, you can put the full title in. It's not that hard. And the little things over the O. Right. Three or three, and this is the third best selling game of the year, was Madden NFL 23. The number two best selling game of both December and the year is Elden Ring, and your number one selling game, and no surprise here, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I almost bought that game yesterday. I was like, December's like always interesting because it's kind of like a little bit of an outlier because it's you know it's people shopping for christmas right so like obviously us three if there's a game out comes out tomorrow that we want right we just go buy it why is what just happened (laughs) i don't understand watermelon uh forks but um (laughs) oh my god oh no this is bad John, drunk John, or potentially getting drunk John, has found that his webcam has like emojis and icons he can put over his head. Right. But anyways, if you're you're in chat, you'll see it, Chris. It's always interesting because like, you know, whereas us, we're going to buy the games here. Obviously, if like you remember when you're a kid, I don't know, it was for you guys. I got games pretty much two times a year, my birthday and Christmas. Yes. So, you know, obviously you see a lot of things on this list for this month where you're like, okay, you know, that's why all of a sudden horizon forbidden West is back. Lego star Wars is back. Makes sense. This is what you're buying all your children. You're not wrong. John, I will put up a picture. You're not you. going to ban John. Well, no, I'm just oh. going to, we're going to do this. I'm going to put this back up. This great picture. Let's see what it is. Let's see. You're muted, John. Oh, yeah, he's muted. Where did you get that? A lot of things happen when, you, when you're not on the show, John. I've got what show? Did you already put it up and take it back down? Yeah, you remember the one from last week. This one. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know where he got it either. <laughs> That's a deep dive. When my niece was very little, we went over and visited my brother in Colorado. And she was big into princesses, and I was playing princess with her. Of course you were, because you're a great uncle. And of course, I had to have a Diet Dr. Pepper. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. I also got that that's, one of you. That's funny. 
Oh, wow. That one. That's the one where you got all the presents in the world. John, I'll give you a little secret. If I know you're not going to be on the show Tuesday, I just basically, yeah, when I'm, when I'm getting drunk on Saturday night, I just go to your wife's Facebook and your Facebook. And I know I'll eventually find a gem that can It's going to be the new template for the show of that week, John. Yeah. You should probably get your wife to delete all pictures of you. (laughs) (laughs) Make them private only to you. Uh, as fun as that tidbit is, though, guys, Ooh, I, th- I think we need to to wrap this up. Never, bro. John, do you remember what you say? Just to be safe. I think that's it. <laughs>
you know, John, for instance, recently was in the headspace for God of War Ragnarok because I don't know, he got drunk in his head one night. I don't know what the reason is, but, um, you know, we all go through it. I think most famously for me, though, of like one that was not a sequel or just something I was in, like, I was anticipated because of who it was, but ended up being one of my favorites uh, way back was uh, the first Mass Effect game. Uh, when I remember I originally played it and I played it for about nine hours and I was like, I don't know if I really want to go through with this. And I put it down and didn't come back to it for about nine months and finally came back like on a winter break in like 2000, what, whatever that year was, 2007, 2008. And then played it and then played it again and played it again, played again, because for whatever reason, I was just in the mindset of a, I want a Bioware game and I want something that I could get lost in. And then I found out there was an alien early on that I missed the first time around that I could have slept with, but this time I did make sure to sleep with her. And that really made me engaged in the game. I'm deep. Deep and in the aliens. <laughs> uh, I, I've, it kind of sucks. My game, my mind's only going to MMOs. Cause like some days, I'll really be feeling World of Warcraft and I'll be all in on it. And then some days I kind of go away and it can be weeks or a month or whatever before I come back. But I know that's kind of a cop out answer. So what I did is I kind of pulled up video games of all time and nothing's really sticking in that I've done that to. But I, I know I've done that because I'm me. True. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm me. You do that with There's, life, Sean. Yeah. I do that with all the things. What about you, John? Well, it's interesting that you brought up Mass Effect because when he when I read that email, Mass Effect popped into my head. But with Mass Effect, I didn't stop playing it. I powered through. But I powered through just going, "Ugh, I mean, this is kind of rough." But by the end of that game, I was I was I was hooked with it. So hooked that I didn't play Mass Effect 2 or 3. <laughs> I don't know why, but um, but but from a genre, I can maybe I can answer this from a genre perspective. Like JRPGs were always something I tried to get into and tried to get you know, kind of get a feel for, but I didn't really, I didn't really get it until a couple of years after, you know, doing this show. And I, I what was the one? I guess maybe it was Octopath Traveler that really locked in the turn-based concept for me. Um, and then, you know, one of these, you know, one of these days I'm going to finish a JRPG, but I really love JRPGs. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that something clicked for you in the combat or whatever you said. I, I'm on the cusp, and it's largely because of your review on Sparks of Hope. I actually took Kingdom Battle with me on my trip. Because there's like some resurgence, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's a hard. resurgence. There's a resurgence in my interest in that series, uh, and I feel like I want to play that one first to play the second one. Mm-hmm. So we, I might could circle back to this in the coming weeks and say Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. We'll see. God, such a it's such a good game. It's fun. Oh God, Kingdom Battle, uh, Chris. Did you did you touch that one yet? I have not. You should. Uh, next up, Matt I'll wrote in. It, it was a pretty pretty short email here, but we'll just get to the point. 
Going on 41 years old and still remember that Christmas back in the 80s, we found this picture in an old album. <laughs> Priceless, laugh out loud. Matt sent from his iPhone. And, uh, Dude, the picture, it's a virus. The picture, well, I've got it. <laughs> I went in bareback. The picture uh, that he sent of us, it, he looks like he's probably like somewhere between six and eight, I would guess, and just wearing a lovely cardigan tie combo. Um, Dude, the most I gotta important. Know, thing, I got to know why is this kid wearing a tie on Christmas morning, and why is probably the little, went to church or something? Why man? is yeah. the kid looking at him look like he's getting ready to go to work? <laughs> but, look uh, at that little fella. <laughs> most importantly, he is holding the old school. Uh, original this, ness i mean like that that's old ness this right one there. doesn't have the zapper this one yeah. doesn't have the gun it has a two controllers no zapper that's Does crazy. it got mario it looks like it just has mario not just Duck it's got mario looks like it there that is a it came with the amazing. control deck that's amazing that is a that's one of those pictures chris that chris chris knows what i mean when i say this this gets me in my feels this it, it encapsulates nostalgia to a t you know, if you were in that picture, that memory that's associated with it is priceless. Do you, I think the do you best understand? Part, do you understand that if he didn't open taken, that? It, oh my god! Right. Not to mention the not to mention the NES itself, but a in the box straight Mario Brothers game without Duck Hunt. Yeah, that's rare. That would be that you could sell this whole thing for forty k. So on eBay. The best, part, get the best part of this wow. picture, by the way, is uh as he's holding it, which is like for those who are young, you just don't realize how big these boxes were to a child back then. It just yeah. size like this thing is like half his body. It's like he's holding a PS5 now. He's got his uh he's got his mouth <laughs> wide open. And what I'm fearful of is what we didn't see what happened next, which is it looks like his little brother is just standing in front of him looking up like what is going on this is not good my imagination is that his little brother just got trucked by him on the way to the television to set this up that's excited as he looks here is is definitely excitement 10 out of 10 no question i mean the, the as old as as the three of us are we all have those types of stories christmas morning i wonder if kids react that way to the to these to these consoles when they get them on christmas morning anymore i don't sure. know Tiddly got an ipad this year and cried really like, nice yeah, like literally yeah. couldn't believe it and then she got her new apple watch and cried again and was like how oh. how how what it was very very yeah. awesome to see we're doing something right sure why couldn't you get me an ipad you didn't ask for one that's all you had to do was ask all i had to do yeah <laughs> you just opened up a brand new door to our relationship yeah, all you gotta do is ask buddy miracles you can happen mm-hmm. you have hey you gotta mm-hmm. believe to receive buddy all you gotta do is ask <laughs> Uh, do you want me to read this really quick one from thorn or do you guys want to get it It don't matter do it do it go for it Uh, we got it it's tight the title is last second email is from thorn it's very short it says hi chris sean and john spelled correctly plus five for thorn very good how are you good good yeah i'm good too uh since my last email i got elden ring as chris says Hope John's business trip went well. It was so good. It was great. This is from Thorin. So Thorin has been dying a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Thorin Oakenshield, huh? Huh? Yeah. 
That's 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 what I thought. Chris, you'll be happy to know that I have this Elden Ring game on PS5, and I've yet to trade it in. I Ooh. refuse to trade it in. Let me get that. You should beat it. You want to borrow it? I kind of want to play it. I won't get to it for a while if you want to borrow it. Don't you kind of want to borrow Steam? it? I don't want to play it on my computer. Mm. It's called a PC. <laughs> you just gave me a judgment, hmm, and I don't appreciate that. Oh, Let well. me be me, bro. Let me live. Just come play it on PC. Master Master Race. That's uh I'll put a bat in my PC. That's problematic. I am uh, so who's gonna read this one? <laughs> I will. John. Go for All it, right. John. Uh let's see. This is from Christian. Everybody say hello to Christian. Hey, hey. Christian. Most anticipated. Number five, Legends of Zelda. Oh Tears. John. Sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. What's the title of this? Oh, time. I'm sorry. You're very good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're very good, Chris. Very good. All, All right. right. Head boy emails every week is the title of this email. So <clears throat> the most, uh, <laughs> the most anticipated number five, legends of Zelda tears of the kingdom. Number four, thought about this one too octopath traveler 2 number three final fantasy 16 i'm surprised neither of you put that in your list i'm excited for it but there's yeah. just things that not like I'm more excited. yeah number two hogwarts legacy number one star wars jedi mm. survivor i actually thought this was going to be in sean's list yeah it's close um and and just like i did with you your lists if i could pluck one from uh, Headboy Christian, aka Nacho's list, it would be Star Wars Jedi Survivor to add my ultimate list. So, Game On John's zoomed in on your mom's box, lol. Uh, sent for my iPhone ketchup bottles into MacBooks Oculus. What the heck was that? <laughs> oh, that's good. That has become a thing, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> please take note that Headboy Nacho did send an email, whereas Headboy Acid did not. Ooh. Let's tally that up for the scorecard for next that, week. That matters. That does that matter yep. for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, the, the uh, email section continue, but we're going to move over to Twitter real quick. Of course, we're on there at, at Weekly Games Chat. We did have a DM, and I want to bring this out because I hadn't heard from him for a while, and I'll fill you guys on what it means. This is from Nat the Gooner. If you remember, he's uh, Nat's yeah. over there in London, mm -hmm. London, mate. Mm -hmm. um, but he spelled my name funny, spelled it Sean, uh, but not like I spell it, S-E-A-N, <laughs> the not official version of Sean. Uh, North London is still red, he says. I'll, I'll tell you what that means. And a belated Happy New Year to you all. So from Nat the Gooner, Happy New Year's, boys. Uh, North London is still red. That means there was what they call a derby that just took place where Tottenham played Arsenal. Tottenham is blue. Arsenal is red. They are known as the Gunners. That's part of why his name is Nat the Gunner. It's all tied together. He was gloating. He was letting me know that Arsenal won. They did. They kicked Tottenham's butt. Mm. Also, Hurricane sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I did get a cheers mate. I replied and all that stuff, and I got a cheers mate. That made me happy because he's really British, you know? That's how they talk. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see if we have any mentions, notifications, and whatnot. Uh, I don't think anything was has been posted directly to us. It's been a while for uh, with the holidays and whatnot. 
So I'll go see if we have any new followers. I don't know if we do. I don't think we got one. Hey, didn't know we did. So this is at the great E-Stone. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, and it's a Canadian flag. So we got a Canadian in the house. What's up? Uh, real quick, it says people who matter will never mind and people who mind shouldn't matter. Okay. Be your own person. Everyone else is taken. Love it. Words to live by right there. Thank you for the follow. We're going to follow you back at the great E-Stone. <laughs> That's so hard to look at and say. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I don't know why, but this caught my eye real quick before we pivot. In the trending politics, uh, Jewish Jewish space lasers. What does that mean? It is trending. Have fun. Go look it up. I don't know what it means because I got to move on to our Discord and our emails. Uh, looks like we got one that I want to circle back on. You guys remember last week, um, Hag himself was traveling to Argentina. There were some some things going on with a, a mother-in-law on dialysis. Though thoughts and prayers were sent, I want to continue to send those thoughts and prayers from the weekly game chat family. Um, also, we got a email today from Cato. Uh, it says this. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up? What up? <laughs> Hope you guys had a great Christmas. I went to Monster Jam for the first time. Have a great week. Game on and roll tide. Didn't make that last part up, John, even though you probably think I did. No, uh, yeah, great stuff. And that, that kind of reminds you guys of all the ways you can get into us. So. With that said, we hope you've enjoyed your stay here on episode 387 of Weekly Games Chat. This has been our most anticipated games of the year to be of 2023. My name is Sean. That's John and Chris. Wherever you find us and listen to us, please leave us a review so other Richards like yourself can also be part of the family and join the fun. If you want to send us an email, you can do so weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at weeklygameschat. And we have a Discord that's live and vibrant. Also, if you want to see us, twitch.tv, search for Weekly Games Chat. Every Tuesday around 5.30 Eastern, you should see us. Now that he's back, I can officially look to Chris and John. And I can say to John, game on, buddy. And to Chris, game on, buddy. Game on, John. Game on, Sean. What do we do here? Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Peace out, everybody. Your mom's box. Uh, go dogs <laughs> oh no